0: Church of the Living God said, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Nice to look on your smiling faces. It's just good to be in the house of the Lord. We see what's happening all around us, and I and just shuddered, not knowing what the next day is going to bring. You say, how could it get worse? Well, it's been prophesied, and thus it will get worse. But only for the bride, it's getting better and better and better. And so we want to thank the Lord for that. We just got back from Dallas, Fort Worth, having meetings with Brother David McGarry. And he said, he said, be sure to bring his loving greetings to you, Brother Aaron McGarry, Brother David Jr. McGarry. And, of course, Brother Matthew McGarry would not be left, be left out. So we had a marvelous time uh, in, the, in the meetings. I shared the meetings with Brother Tim Humes. I've never met Brother Tim Humes, and I was told I was going to meet a, an older brother down there. And I said, oh, it's nice to meet an older brother. And when I got there, he's younger than I am. So yeah, you know where that puts me. <laughs> uh, he, I told him, I said, and I said, I'm sorry, Brother Tim. I'm sorry I have to say that I was told that you were an older brother. I said, but you do have a baby face. He is totally white, just like me, so he had two white-headed brothers ministering I had the privilege of having my family my sons and their wives and four of our grandchildren there Which was the first time ever for me in special meetings for me speaking We've had the privilege to do that when brother biscoe has been speaking, but it was a very special to have them all there Also, brother Richard Drake goes all the way to Dallas-Fort Worth to listen to me preach <laughs> I, Man, that's a long commute yeah, Brother Richard was helping his, uh, one of his family members and was there in the church. And Brother Nathaniel Frey was there also. And, and so it was just a wonderful time and all the saints had to pass along their love and greetings to you. We had a wonderful thing happen on the Saturday night. I thought I'd mention it to you and, and, um, Brother David was quite broken after the evening, that evening service and we've already rejoiced we've had people come to the altar we've had people prayed for we've gone through it was a, it was just an uh one of those special meetings and uh, brother david came up to the pulpit and he was broken and he just said um, and he broke down and he said uh i have a friend that is dying and if the lord doesn't do something for him he's it just he will pass on that was Saturday night. Sunday morning, he gets a, a text from the hospital. I'm in the hospital. What he, this brother had was a, a liver failure. He's had three trials, and they weren't compatible. They didn't work for him, and uh, and he was just dying. And uh, brother David got up in the morning, early in the morning, and there was a text on his phone. I'm in the hospital, and we found a compatible liver. And by God's grace, the doctors, commi- uh, finished the operation and he's doing well. So God hears us when we pray. That was late Saturday tonight and this was early Sunday morning. So we were just rejoicing over that immensely. Uh, I wanted to, um, give, uh, thanks to Brother Murphy for Wednesday night for those that were not here. Um, it, it's more, see, this is what I don't get. Sometimes the Wednesday nights are more profound than any services. And, uh, you know, I know everybody looks at me like I'm a hard preacher telling you to be here on Wednesday. But it was one of the most profound services for me that I have been in for a long time. And I love Brother Murphy. I love the gift of God. This year, I think he's revved it up another notch. Probably the best services ever, and I think that that Brother Murphy has been used of the Lord. And if you have not heard it, I would recommend you listen to the service in the quiet of your room and let the Holy Spirit speak to you and keep praying for these brothers, all of us, that God would use us in that kind of special way. Another announcement, brother. you know, I don't know about Nathan neighbor. I guess they're getting excited already. Where's Nathan? He's there. Hi, brother Nathan and sister Rachel Waldner. Where are you, Rachel? We did make the announcement, right? Where are we are somewhere there. Okay. Um, the wedding date has been set February 9th, 2019. And uh, we'll be looking forward to that event. It'll be a grand event. I've spoken to them when they were way young, and uh, now they're coming to their expected end. (laughs) So we'll mark that one down, and we'll be here rejoicing with you of this great, great time. I'd like to stand, please, and sing a little song that we often have sung over the years. Oh, okay, and his family right beside him. All right, Brother John, Shalom, Nice. God bless you. Nice to have you here. I always think that you're up there, and now you are surprised us. Brother Fiskal sees the family. That God bless you. Nice to have you here. Nice to have you home. We always say to the people, you know, when you say a certain word, I want you to say home. <laughs> We love you and we and, and we're just thankful that you are home with your family. I'd like to sing a little song, view a land. If we could just sing that. Beulah. And our friend. Lord, there's something within us that's longing. How often your prophet preached the deep. Calling to the deep. So, Father, if there is a deep calling, there must be a deep to respond. And so, Lord, would the king of Beulah land come kiss our hearts this morning. Draw near to us. Make it more of a reality. Not a theory. Not an understanding in matters of quote-unquote scripture upon scripture. But Lord, make it a reality within our hearts and revelate us to know, Lord, that we're living in that time and that hour. Bless your children, Lord. I know we have many needs. We prayed for a couple last night. The other night, great needs in a home. Brother Peter, great needs within his body. Lord, we are indeed a needy people. Needy of a great God to move on this scene where it seems impossible. But that's, Lord, when you want to move. Lord, may our faith look out and season take a hold. For these promises are indeed yea and amen to them that believe. So, Lord, as we're waiting on you now, I'm asking that you take this thought, make it real, make it alive. May it pertinent, Lord. May it be substance. May it be a help. May it be encouragement. May it be a strength, Lord, and may it edify the body of Jesus Christ. That is our focus and that is our desire. To please you in all that we do and say. Lord, often, Lord, we say things that maybe people don't understand. But, Lord, we pray that you will give the meaning behind the things that are spoken. So bless your people. Bless the word. And may, God, you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Are you hungry this morning? And, and that's a, that's a very key. If you want to be blessed, be hungry. Because blessed are they that are hunger and thirst. So if you want a blessing this morning, be thirsty or be hungry. And, and the Lord will, will definitely bless you in the word of God. Amen. With your Bibles, turn, please. I'd like to uh, t- and the title a little message. I have a greater, but it's not I have, a greater expectation for the rapture. A greater expectation for the rapture. A greater expectation for the rapture. Turn to uh, St. Luke chapter 3. An event was taking place, scripture was being fulfilled, John was doing his part. He was under the anointed word of God, been prophesied from Isaiah over 700 years before, that there would be a voice crying in the wilderness. He was now in, in the process of fulfilling his commission. And now people are wondering exactly who this John the Baptist is. And the Bible says, and as the people were in expectation and all men mused or reasoned or debated in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not. The people were in expectation like you to turn to Psalm 62. Psalm 62, Brother Brandon, when he preaches on expectation, he normally takes it out of the scripture where Simeon was under expectation and he was under the prophecy that the Lord had given him that he would not die until he first see the Christ. And every time Brother Branham would take that scripture, take that scripture 15 times, 16 times. It's amazing how many times the prophet preached on expectation. Psalm 62 verse 1, truly my soul waiteth upon, 62, I'm sorry, truly my soul waiteth upon God. From him cometh my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense, and I shall not be greatly moved. How long will ye imagine mischief against a man? Ye shall be slain, all of you. As a bowing wall shall ye be, as a tottering fence. They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies They bless with their mouths, but they curse inwardly. Selah. Verse 5. My soul, wait thou only upon God. For my expectation is from who? My expectation that I have for him is from him. Isn't that marvelous? There's a lot of people out today and billions of people have no expectation of the Lord's coming. No expectation whatsoever of a desire for Beulah land or a desire for a rapture or a desire for a changed body or translation. They have no expectation of that. They have other expectations, but they don't have an expectation from the Lord for that. My soul wait. thou only upon God. For my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense and I shall not be moved. And the church said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may have your seats. We are uh, Maybe there's some visitors here this morning, maybe there's not, but if there is, you have found yourself in the presence of the great I Am. If you take a look at the word expectation, and I'll delve into it a little bit more as we go along, it's a realization of something. My expectation is of the Lord. So then there has to be a realization of something. You can't have an expectation for something if you don't realize it for some. There's a young couple. We made an announcement this morning. It's going to get married. They have some expectations of that marriage. And Really. Whatever their expectations are might be, the end result might be a lot different than what they think it will be. People have expectations in their jobs. People have expectations in careers or in school. Many areas we could speak on in expectation. And some are unrealized and some are realized. Some have expectations that are just ridiculous. They might come into a company and he he works in maybe a sales position and believes he should be the CEO of the company. And maybe he, he has that expectation, but sometimes he just does not have the quality for it. There's many expectations. I expected to get straight A's in school. They were not realized. I got some, but I didn't get a lot. I didn't get it straight. So there's there's some expectations. I had expectations of getting 100% on an exam, and I only got 81. So then I I wanted to find out why it was only 81 and not 100. A lot of us have gone through those types of situations. A lot of people think they're going to be happy when... They buy their house, and they get a house, and they think that that's just the, ah, the what do they call it, the American dream? And find out it becomes a nightmare. They buy it a certain value. The value, instead of goes up, goes down, and they owe more than what the house is worth, and they walk away from it. And it wasn't a real expectation that they expected. So there's many natural expectations we have in life and that we want to achieve and and some of us reach those goals and some of those goals aren't achievable and we don't get there. But now let's just move it a little bit higher. My expectation comes from the Lord. So that expectation or realization that comes from the Lord. The Lord's not going to let me down. The Lord isn't going to let you down. Because you know why you're not going to be let down? It's Lord, not my will. But thy will be done. That's my expectation. That I could fall into the will of God. Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. That's a a realistic realization from the Lord. So if we follow into the channel of what God is doing in our lives, we can have real realizations. And they won't be unrealized but if they're in christ then you say lord i don't want to do this but if it's your will i'll do it lord then let that expectation be met so then if i have an expectation i tag a word in front of that expectation i said lord i just don't want expectation I want a greater expectation. I want a greater expectation that when I come to church, that the God of the universe, the great I am that you are, Lord, that you could come and deal and speak and move and talk to me. Not that I'm a stick. I don't want to be a stick. I don't want. I don't want to even be a a hard stone. I want to be a lively stone. And I want to realize this this great expectation that I have from the Lord. I have a greater expectation from the Lord this morning than I ever have had in my whole life. We're closer now than we've ever been in our whole entire lives. So it's not a time to cool off. It's a time to press on. So then, what, what is that doing? That's causing us then not to have just an expectation, but a greater expectation. That when I do come to the house of the Lord, there'll be something indeed for me, from God to me. A greater expectation. You'll say, well, Tom, what do you mean? What, what, what is the greater part then? What, what is that greater? Well, the expectation I had is great, but I've got a greater expectation. That means if you take a look at just a simple one word, expectation. Is I don't care where you're at. I
1: just want God.
0: I want that you could look around your room and say, I don't care where anybody else is at. I just want God. Not how it's delivered or what is he trying to put across, but what's real and what's alive for us individually because we'll find as life goes on, life is going to get harder. And God knew that. But he also knew that a message would come and he'd, Say within the message, the end time message will meet the end time condition. So the harder it gets, the more the message will meet that condition. Your books, I'm sorry, friends. I don't care what kind of books you read. What kind of philosophies you want to stand in. What kind of mind battles you go through. You just surrender to Christ himself and let him be your expectation and he'll lead you through every trial, every situation, because it's personal. It's a reality. It's not something that's, you know, out there somewhere and But it's something that God has come down to speak to us. So it's a greater expectation. That means it becomes a critical. It's critical that I meet God this morning. It's critical that He interrupt my life. It was critical for blind Bartimaeus. It was critical for the woman at the well. These are critical moments. Critical times. But God gave us a great message. Because he knew that we had expectations. And those expectations have to be fulfilled. Because our expectations are from the Lord. It's your chief expectation. It's your pivotal expectation. It's the most important expectation. Your supreme. Your utmost. Your paramount. Your primary. Your number one. Greatest. Expectations. For my expectations are from Him. And these expectations that you have from God will be realized. It is not a donkey with a rod with a carrot at the end of the stick. Your God, Jesus Christ, said, ask and you shall receive. Are you going to realize that expectation? You might as well say amen. 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 Sometimes when we minister or we speak. Sometimes it's with urgency. Sometimes it's with very much fervor maybe too much maybe not enough but Jude said beloved when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation it's needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered of the saints since Jesus Jesus Died and rose again and met the disciples and went up to heaven. There's been an expectation for his return. I've got a greater expectation for that than anything else in the world. I trust that's your number one, your utmost, your paramount, your primary, your critical, your chief, your pivotal expectation this morning. And in one other translation, it says this, Beloved, while I'm making every effort to write to you about our common salvation, I was compelled to write to you urgently, appealing that you fight strenuously for the defense of the faith, which was once all handed down to the saints. The faith that is the sum of Christians' belief that was given to the believer. There's an always an urgency because we live in a contrast reality. Are you listening to me? We live in a contrast reality. When you are seeking the expectations of God, there is another demon, devil, Force whatever you want to label it, that's trying to deaden, kill, destroy, take it away, and make it not as important as it should be. That's why we're living in this age. To prove to Satan that there is a people That have a greater expectation, not for a better living, but for a translation to another
1: world.
0: As we sing a song, this world is not my home. I'm just the passing through. People have so much expectations for their children that they destroy them. And parents try to live through their children. And they force them in sports, in music, education. It does not matter what it is because they didn't have it. Their children are going to have it. They're going to push them through it. And their expectations now get changed. Can I say that again? Because it's as true as true can be. I've seen students go through nervous breakdowns because of parents driving them to be at the top of the class. It's true. Do not go quiet on that point. It's true. Nervous breakdowns, suicides, and everything else. Because a person is pushing them because they have expectations that are not real. I hated coming home with my report card. I guess maybe some of you did too. But I knew because there was always a verbal thrashing that came by because of they expected better. But I had two older brothers and I said, I'm never going to be in that thrashing. And because parents expect so much, so much more than maybe the person is even capable of, they give them complexes. And then something else compiles and is put on them, and their expectations are dashed. Instead of the parents encouraging them to be the best of what they are without the pressure of demands. Children will be happier, your family will be happier, and the outcome will be much happier. My expectation has a destination. All right, Brother Gary, God bless you. Can I say that again?
1: Oh God, help me.
0: My expectation has a destination. And I believe the bride of Jesus Christ has that same expectation for that destination. Because that expectation doesn't come from man. It doesn't come from Laodicea. It comes from God himself God put that expectation in your soul And it's not unrealistic It's real Amen and we had a prophet go to that dimension come back and show you that that dimensions real Joshua went into the land, he went into a land, came out, and he said, it is a land of milk and honey. We had a Joshua this day go in the land, come back in this land, and say it's real. Can you say amen? Amen. It's a real realization. There's no other message that's going to make that land more real than this message. Brother Bram said, now, just a moment ago, there was a man standing with me with his arms crossed, telling me things and telling me your problems. And he went, and now he's left. He says, that goes to show there's another place to go to. Where did he go? Where did he come into? I said, what's your expectation? I trust this morning as we finish this little exhortation that you have a greater expectation for your destination. Come on. Come on. Has anybody here gone on a holiday? I got a shirt on. Yeah. Amen. Most of us have. I believe uh, Dr. Forrester once told Brother Bisco years ago, he said, "The expectation of the holiday has a greater reward than the holiday itself." if I'm correctly quoting that. Is it something like that? Close. But when we go or we get ready, we're happy. I'm going on a holiday. I'm a happy guy. I am not sad that I'm going to not be here for a while. That I'm actually going to have a holiday. And I thought over the years, I remember one time we did an unexpected holiday. And, and then Brother Ed called and said, there's a couple of weeks to look open. Why don't you take the boys for a holiday? So we sat around the table. We say, you got a half an hour, go get your duffel bags, throw your clothes in and let's just go. You ever done that? If you haven't, it's fun. You never know where you're going. But then there's holidays that you plan. And there's an excitement. And you say, well, do I have this for that situation? Or do we have this honey for this? And we need maybe a couple of things for that. And we, we go shopping and we go do those things. Because we know when we get there. If we have everything ready It's just going to be wonderful Mm -hmm. If that's just a natural destination That we're happy to go to How about the greatest destination ever? Heaven Hallelujah Well maybe can I just help you a little bit here Just can I just help you I'm sorry my I was taping my books back together, and I, I know everybody is, is so progressive, and they have their phones and iPads, and I guess I'm the old school, school. The old school. And Brother Bram talked about the divine architect and how he designed a future home for us. Oh. There'll be houses, oh you say, well brother Tom, I just, I don't need, I don't need to have a house, I just want to just be there, that's true. (laughs) If I just make it and I'm at the very back, you'll still hear me shouting glory. That's my expectation. For that, the destination where I'm going. Brother Bram said, there'll be houses of pure gold. Brother Gail, can I be beside you? There'll be avenues, parks, and gardens in the river of life coming, trickling out of the throne, running down through chasms, over terraces. The tree of life will be blooming in every yard. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It's not Eagle Crescent in the spring where you see all those blossoms and how beautiful it is. I love driving down there when all the blossoms are out. But I'm going to love walking down my avenue. That's my expectation. Sure. And the tree of life will be blooming in every yard. Bearing its fruit 12 times a year. And change from month to month Kings will come into that city Where the lamb is the light? The city with the throne on top. Hello, who's got that expectation? Who wants to go to that destination this morning? It's a greater expectation. That's the ultimate expectation Get away from living down here and looking at your little problem. Lift up your eyes. For your redemption draweth nigh. Hallelujah. This is what we live for, saints of God. It's not coming to church and sitting in a certain pew. It's getting our eyes looking to heaven. Looking into the unseen. Oh, people, my problems, I like this girl, she doesn't like me, and oh, hum-tum, and I'm down in the mouth. Get over it! If you're walking in the will of God, God's got the right one for you. That's your expectation. Not my will, thy will be done. Can you say amen, Balcony? Every young brother say, that's not married, say amen. I got ones going like this. Oh, young sisters, dear, we're trying to protect you by the gospel. Do not look at the stature of a man. Do not look at his curly hair. Hey, pretty soon he's bulging. Just go to your 10th year anniversary or a 10th year graduation class. The hunky guy that is the, you know, rugby, rugby star. He's the porky guy in the corner, bald head and can hardly see. But I don't want to look at the natural. Let's look at the spiritual. Let's look at a son of God that's going to walk with God. He's got a prayer life with God. He wants more of God. That's what you want to look at. Vice versa. You don't want a girl that's just running everywhere with a wild stare in her eyes. You want somebody that's got a desire for the things of God and an expectation she's living for. Amen. In that city. The Jim, in that city, there's a throne on the top of it. In that city. 1,500 miles high in that city. Where you and I are predestinated to dwell. In that city is my expectation. In that city. Brother Bram said, in that, in that city, the throne on top. Revelation 21 and 23. Verse 23. And there's no need for light. Can you imagine? No need for light. So there's no more sea. The whole earth is in Eden. I, I, I can't do the math, but I, but I understand the word of God that he is the light of the world. And at the top of that city, on that throne, is the light of God. And it actually goes around the world because there is no night. Are you going to that city? Is that your expectation? That is mine. The Lord God is the pillar of fire that followed the children of Israel through the wilderness. He is ascended upon the throne in that perfect kingdom. The kingdom that Jesus is to surrender to the Father. That God might be all in all. Jesus upon His throne. Amen. Then the King is the light that will be on top of mount zion and his holy light are you listening his holy light will flood the entire city hallelujah amen Amen. no street lamps no nothing it's just one eternal day without a night what an expectation So if Simeon had an expectation and God filled that expectation by him holding the Christ the Holy Ghost gave him that expectation I'm looking at a people in this hour under this messenger in this message telling you this is your future home to the elected predestinated chosen of God this is your destination. Yeah. Glory. And upon that holy mountain, the Lord shall descend on top of that mountain. That's the reason that capstone wasn't put on by Enoch. That's the reason the capstone has to come now. The mountain will be pushed up. It will be the mountain of the Lord. And in here will dwell the redeemed. And no wonder, Brother Ryan, we can sing. And when the redeemed are gathering in, washed like snow, free from all sin, how we will shout. Just Brother Tom going to shout or how we all shout. How we will all sing. Oh my! He goes. There's avenues. I'm just trying to get you a, a picture of your expectation of what your expectation is. It's not the new job or the higher pay because you're going to get the new job and you're going to get the higher pay because the Bible says that whatsoever your heart desires, He'll give it. And I preached back in the log church. Be careful what you desire. You're going to get it. So now we started with expectations. Lord, not my will, Thy will be done. That's what my expectation is in Christ. Is that all right? So everything we do, Lord, not my will, thy will be done. We've got brothers that got promoted that are no longer here. Oh, if I could just make an extra 10,000, 20,000 a year, our home will be happier. They're not here. Children aren't here. Wife's not here. They're all out into the world. Tell me, would they rather not have had the 10,000? Ah, you have to be careful. You just have to be careful. We are sons of God. We're daughters of God. We enter everything prayerfully, not arrogantly, prayerfully. Lord, would you be pleased with this? I've seen men refuse, refuse much. But in that refusing, God has poured in much. Praise the Lord. We're still plowing all right? Okay. In this city, there's avenues and big freeways. Man, I go to China and they got eight lanes on both sides. Are we driving? Or is there just that many of us over there? Big three ways, as it was, parks, river of life flowing, right through it all. Every house will be transparent gold. There will be no secrets there. (laughs) Transparent gold, streets of gold, tree of life. Oh my, there'll be towns, there'll be cities, there'll be houses, there'll be dwellings. I'm speaking of that right now. There's one bride, one bride, that's the elect out of the earth, that's predestinated, the ones who can recognize their place in the kingdom. I want to heighten it, or I want your expectation to be greater this morning for this glorious rapture and what awaits us in this hour what a city Abraham looked for it so his children must be looking for it Abraham met Melchizedek and Melchizedek came down today who is this Melchizedek so we must be close to the kingdom can I read a quote then Brother Branham said I used it in Dallas prophecies Never fail. I'm correct. I'm just correcting my earpiece here. I'm not going like this. And my hair is too long. Forgive me for that too, by the way. Prophecies never fail. Prophecies never fail. I'll give you one. Somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's gonna be there. I might as well be that somebody. He just said the elected predestinated chosen of God's gonna be there. Somebody's gonna be there. Prophecies do not fail. Here's a good one for you to pack in your luggage as you make your starting to make, or no, we started to make. We're just about ready to board the unseen force. I don't want to say plane because that's the other age. We're astronauts. But as we get ready to go, you can put this one in your luggage. Satan, are you aware you're whipped? Whipped? Prophecies never fail. (laughs) People that don't even smile should be smiling on this one. Satan, you are aware. You are already whipped. You have no legal rights. Jesus Christ stripped you. Of every authority. Now you say, I've heard that before. But let it be a reality. Let it be a part of your expectation. He died at Calvary. took away every sin and sickness. You're nothing but a bluff. You know that when our Lord came to the tree, He he cursed the tree. The next day it withered. The Lord said to His disciples, Have faith in God. For if you say to this mountain, Be moved. Don't doubt in your heart and believe what you have said. It's coming to pass. You can have what you ask. I think I closed two weeks ago on this next quote, but I thought it bears repeating. Brother Branham turns around and says, Satan, you know the scriptures on that. And I have taught this people that God is in them. And if God is in them and they speak to that disease, come on, get your expectations up and say, be away from me. And don't doubt in their heart. Right then, that disease has to move. It must move. Why? Because prophecy never fails. That disease has to move. For Christ said so. The Word said so. Oh, he says some people are afraid to say these things. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God be with you who can be against you. It's time the church stood to its place again. Amen. Cut sin. That's what he said. Jesus will come. And there will Be a rapture. (laughs) Prophecy can't fail. So once spoken, it has to come to pass. There will be a rapture. Those who stand for him now, he will stand for him. For them. You love him? Oh, he says how we love him. My heart, when he saw the preview of the bride, he says, My heart jumped for joy to know there will be a bride. And she will be made of the same thing. Clothed in the same thing. That one that was at the beginning, she is called to be the bride. She will. She will never, I so saw I just typed in, she will. Who she will? The bride. The bride, she will never be left by him. Prophecy won't fail. She will never leave his side. She will share the throne with him. Oh, greater is my expectation this morning greater is my expectation because it's been spoken she will share the throne with him she will be crowned with his glory and his honor she will and she can do the greater works she will be an invincible army And the church said, is that your expectation? He went right on, revealing his word to the body, vindicating him. His children begin to be kind of more look like him. Because it's fully maturing. They have become children of the word, not children of the church. She's becoming more like Him, children of the Word, not children of a church. Children of the Word, the Bride will be a lovely lady of the Word, unadulterated, not touched by any man, it's organization, any man-made theory. She'll be purely unadulterated. She'll be the Bride of the Word. I hope you get that on air. She'll be the pregnated daughter of God. I hope they get that on the air. Glory. So why is your expectations heightened? (laughs) Why is there greater expectation now than ever before? Why... In the time of John was there such an expectation where they mused about it or they pondered it because God was fulfilling his word and they couldn't catch the revelation of what was happening. Is this the Christ? No, I'm a voice crying in the wilderness. He was fulfilling his part, but they weren't seeing it, but they were under expectation But they were missing it. But there was an Andrew in the crowd. Remember, behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. And the Bible says two disciples followed him. Two. How many did John have? How many disciples did John have? But only two followed Jesus. Rest stayed back. But Andrew followed him where thou livest. We'd like to come with you, Lord. They caught the inspiration and the revelation of Messiah. Did a whole crowd or just a few? But you know the interesting part about somebody that really catches a revelation of the Lord? They want somebody else to catch it with them. (laughs) We found Messiah. We found Messiah. And Jesus called Philip, and Philip went to Nathanael. Nathanael comes, and Jesus says, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. When did you know me, Lord? He said, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Under one discernment. I say that God gave him a mighty revelation. They were expecting Messiah. They were looking for Messiah. And God comes to His own. If they were under expectation in His first coming, surely there's a group of people this morning that says, I am under a greater expectation than I've ever been in my whole entire life. Hmm. Or are we getting too comfortable in Laodicea? Because that's the other force that's trying to keep your expectation low. You don't have time to go see the prophet baptizing on the river. If Andrew would have been caught up in fishing instead of what God was doing, he wouldn't have seen the Lord. But God, predestinated plan was his seed had to be there to recognize the word hello seed God had you at a certain junction of time for you to see the word manifested because your expectation was from the Lord Amen. or are we as we have read out <clears throat> it like I don't know have happened in my throat here Second Peter three and four says, "Where is the promise of his coming?" Mm-hmm. When Brother Branham comes around and says "He's here." and people can read this scripture this morning say, "Where is the promise of his coming and they're ignorant of the fact that God is coming and he's in his revealing. And he's in his descending. And he's here trying to catch a people to take them away. He said the same God. He said every parable in the Bible. Every type in the Bible. Is made manifested before us. That's a strong statement. Then he says a message. We'll wind up those loose ends and we'll introduce Messiah just before his coming. I want a greater expectation, Lord, because already your prophets come. Come on, stay with me. Malachi 4 has come. He's done his work already. Now time has gone on. Don't let your expectation go down. I'm trying to light a fire this morning. Amen. Amen. Loose ends were tied up. Messiah has been introduced. Amen. I'll get into that. The Lord gives us time. All right, give me time. He said a message will wind up its loose ends and will introduce Messiah just before his coming. The message of this last days. Notice it was a mighty angel. And he swore with an oath. He says, now listen. The parables of the Bible are fulfilled. Every type has been manifested right before us. The same God. The pillar of fire. That wrote the Bible. Wrote the Bible. Are you listening? In the Old and New Testament. The same God. That wrote the Bible in the Old and New Testament is the is right here manifesting it. Come on, let's get our expectation a little bit higher. Is right here manifesting it. Showing it just exactly, interpreting it right to make sure that it's the right interpretation how many thousands of denominations trying to get the bible right in their interpretation and god sends the mighty angel amen to interpret the bible not a, a theological bible or school or doctrine but to make it a new book. Well, you say, Brother Tom, you're excited about it. Why? Because I'm in the Word. I'm in the Bible. I'm in the message. Come on. You've got to feed on the body, Word of the Son of Man. You've got to eat this message. It'll get you more excited, more under expectation. you got more time to listen to these nonsensical gospel nonsense songs out there. Just look at how they dress, act, and what they do. Oh, I can listen to FM 106.5 or I can listen to Gary Radio. Listen, I want you to put the right radio on. It's called Malachi 4, 5, and 6. I need to hear Dr. Dobson or I need to hear David, whoever... Jeremiah, whoever, whatever these big people think they are, that's fine. That's that's for them. Don't bother them, but that's not for you. Your expectation comes from the Lord. The Lord sent you Malachi for the Lord sent you a message to prepare you for future home. Hallelujah. Why? Because I saw my name in the book of redemption. I saw my name in the book, and the Lord is not slack concerning his promises. So they're now unwillingly ignorant of his coming, because this message went around the world seven times. And now the hub and the message has gone around for how many years since 1965? Add it all up. And this word has gone around the globe time and time and time again. And what is it doing? It's picking up the elect. Catching the attention of the bride. To give her expectation of a body change. Hallelujah. Glory. It's not expectation of a bigger paycheck. It's expectation that there's going to be a change in the atoms. Amen. Listen, saints, the best that this world has is going to burn. You might admire mansions. I see them. They were building a mansion over here. I don't know how many square feet. It's got to be bigger than our church. It's like, I think Brother Biscoe said years ago, you can only sleep in one bed. (laughs) This is a monstrosity of a house monstrosity, but is he going to be any happier? He might have an expectation that that home is going to bring him happiness, but that expectation is empty because Satan has empty expectation. But when you got an expectation that comes from God, it's reality. Hallelujah. What an hour we're landing in. What an hour we're living in. We're living in the hour of the change. Come on. I'm living in the hour of the change. I might be changed in a moment now. That's what I live for, saints. This is what I live for. Amen. I'm living for it now. What an hour we're living in. Can I recall November the 11th? That was just a few days ago to you. I was just musing, pondering. Do you realize that Revelation 7-1 was commanded that the four angels hold the winds? Do you understand that was November the 11th? Brother Bram said in Mark of the Beast, that was the stopping of the winds was that God's command. So that God can mark out His elect. His 144,000. Is that true? That was a hundred years ago. That God stopped supernaturally a world war. I wasn't born and you weren't born. The 144,000 weren't born yet. Or maybe, maybe there's somebody there. I don't know, 20, where are we at now? I don't know. I haven't done the math. Maybe there's one living there. I don't know. I don't think so. But God's going to hold that wind until the last one comes in. But Israel can't receive their prophets until the bride goes in a rapture. It's true. Stay with me on this thought. Not doctrine. It's just the thought I had. I so Lord, it's a hundred years. That's amazing. Abraham was a hundred when Isaac was born. You know, I'm in my little hotel room and doing my own little study and I put that down and said, Hey, that's pretty neat. I'm not making it a doctrine. But we're definitely living in the time. We're living in a season that at a hundred Isaac was born and now we're at the hundredth year of those angels holding the four winds. You've got the Temple Mount Faithful. You have the Temple Institute. They got the garments, the silver trumpets. They got the high priest breast with the 12 stones. They got the golden table of showbread. They're preparing for the third temple. And Brother Bram said it will be restored. Prophecy can't fail. But before it starts, I'm going home. Are you coming with me? Is your expectation greater this morning? We see Israel preparing. They got their their red calves. They've got everything. They've got the natural ready. But Can you imagine when two prophets come on the scene? It's going to light up Israel. Light it up. They're going to light it up. But then those 144,000 are coming in, but you and I are already at a wedding supper. So I say, let them build the temple because I want to go home. They've got there. They got all the things that are needed to start their worship. They're preparing. If they're preparing, shouldn't we be preparing? Hosea says, come, let us reason unto the Lord. For he hath torn, he has healed us. He has smitten, he has binded us up. But after two days, he shall revive us. And Brother Bram says, we're well into the third day. That's what he said, recognizing your day in this message. And now it was what? 1964. We're well into the third day. Now we're at 2018. So now we're it's the year 2798. Not too many years left for the third day to end. What a day we're in. What an hour we're expecting. What a time. God can only bless Israel when she's in the homeland. The church is called and she's just only waiting for the rapture. Glory for the bride who Israel is only waiting for us to get out of here for them to fulfill their part of scripture. What an hour, what a time, what a season. Think about it. The angels of God with their destroying weapons came forth to destroy the world. But what did the Holy Spirit say? Hold the winds. Why? Because we weren't in. But now we are. And he's not slack concerning his promises, but he's long suffering. Why is he long suffering? He's waiting for the last one to come in. Glory. And maybe it's one this morning that hasn't realized their calling in Christ Jesus. I tell you what, Saints, if you don't have a greater expectation for the body change this morning, we're later than you've ever been before. Israel's in their homeland. They've been driven back by the tender hand of Jehovah. They're just waiting, Brother Bram said, to get the bride out of the way. Shut up the book, O Daniel. Seal it up to the end of the time. So now there's the prophecy. It was sealed up to the end of the time. Seal up the book to the time of the end. Let me say it right. To the time of the end. But we know, Revelation 5, there was a lamb that took the book. And it says it was sealed. But then a prophet comes and is commissioned by seven angels. And they say, go back to Jeffersonville and open those seven seals. So then with that book opening... We must be at this time. Amen. Seal it up. It was a sealed book. Now it's an open book. And he had in his right hand, Revelation 10:2 It says, and he had in his right hand a little book open. Seal it up to the time of the end. We need to get our children around our breakfast table. Say, children, listen, we are getting ready to go. Where are we going, Mom and Dad? We're going on a holiday. We're going home. But I thought we are home. No, our real home. Our future home. Amen. Listen, don't worry about your house. The bank owns most of it. And then who's bankrolling the bank? Rome. They're just going to seize what they already own. But I got a future home. And my prophet said, "Ah, it's transparent gold. Hallelujah. What? Oh, I love this. I listened to Recognizing Your Day in this message this week. And it brought back such a tremendous memory to me. I had the privilege to work on the radio broadcasts When Brother Ed, the church had... Bible Believers Radio Broadcast. And I was the one to pick the uh, segment that would go on the radio. And I remember listening to Recognizing Your Day and Its Message the first time. The first time. That's 40 some odd years ago now. Think about it. 43 years ago. And I, And I listened to that. And I said, that's where I started it. No. Boy, you got a good memory. No, it was inspired. Listen to what he says. And this is when I started the radio broadcast. What time is it, brother? What time is it, minister? <laughs> do you see the time of the day and the sign you're living under? Can you understand it or do you see it? That was the beginning of the 27 minutes. Because I can say it one way, but you should listen to how Brother Branham says that. Oh, I wish I had his voice. What time is it, minister? What time is it, brother? You see the time of the day, the sign that you're living under? Can you understand it? Do you see it? I want to hear the church say, amen. 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 Why? He saw that bride come in plain view. He said, I saw that bride come in plain view. Can you imagine now here he is preaching the message and then he said the God that I've spoken of and the words that I said are true and he'll come to confirm his word. Hallelujah. There's a man sitting there with hemorrhoids. Don't you just want the world to know you got hemorrhoids? You don't think God doesn't know every part of your body. But now God was taking the vessel To confirm his word so they could have expectation for their healing. He said it wasn't the discernment that healed them. It was their faith in what he said. Hallelujah. It's our faith in what he said. Things that are to be. She will be there. You need to say, I will be there, prophet. Hallelujah. There you are. I seen you in my He says, I've never seen you in my life. Is that right? Raise up your hand. You believe me to be a witness of God's word? Your wife is sitting next to you. It's an amazing. Brother Biscoe preached on two worlds. I'm amazed at how that prophet went in one world, came out, came back in. Whatever he said. what, What do you mean whatever he said? You just said it is amazing how God was using the vessel that's your wife she's suffering also she's got a cyst on her head raise up your hand do you believe God can tell me who you are if he's still the word he knows the secret of your heart Mr. and Mrs. Hunt stand to your feet you're healed glory glory If God knows that about their body, doesn't he know about your body? Doesn't he know about your need? You should have a greater expectation as you hear the message more today than ever before. Greater, greater. Hallelujah. Here sits a man. He's got his head down crying, praying for himself and his wife. She isn't here. She's not with you. She's suffering. You think God could tell me her trouble? She's not here. You believe it? You do? I'm a stranger, right? Your wife has female trouble. Is that right? Raise your hand so high so they can see. Your name is Mr. Smith. Do you believe that God will make her? Well, wave up your hand up and down. I challenge you to believe that Jesus Christ is revealed in the form of the Son of Man In a human flesh through his bride's body. Glory that the Son of Man was being revealed in flesh through the bride's body. Saints, Brother Branham is a part of my body. Did we win the other night? Did the Canucks win or lose? We don't know. I just know they played. If they lost, we lost. Being Vancouverites. If we won, we won. I didn't play a, I didn't play a minute. I didn't play a minute. A second. They don't even know who I am. But people go tooting their horns. They put the colors on. We won. How ridiculous. You never won, they won. But they are identified with that team. I'm identified with this message we won we won hallelujah why because the son of man is being revealed in flesh again in the
1: bride's body hallelujah
0: hallelujah oh he says in desperation the Holy Ghost is the token that the blood's been applied because it follows the blood all the way from the book of redemption. See, it was perp- That's the purpose of his coming. That's what what he followed in every age, every age. He has followed that to see it's brought forth and they could be made. Per- they cannot be made perfect without us. Now, listen, I've got this highlighted, circled and bolded. And now, what does anybody know what now means? Are you listening? And now, the entire Holy Spirit visits the church, making God in human flesh. When? Now! God in a people. When? Now! my expectation comes from the Lord that's in me now hallelujah as he did before Sodom the burning there that type then Abraham he appeared to him him being the groom the bride has to come forth and it can only be the manifestation of the fulfilling of all the revelations of others has spoken of the bride it can only manifest. Lord, manifest in me. How's your expectation doing? I, I trust you've got a greater expectation this morning than you had before you came in. More now than then, you came in. I challenge you to believe that, he said. He's the groom and the bride has to come forth. It's part of him. She is flesh of his flesh. She is bone of his bone. She is life of his life. She is power of his power. She's him. He goes on to make that statement. It's been quoted many times. As the man and the woman are one, the woman taken from the side, she has taken the spirit, the feminist spirit from him. The flesh from his side made both mechanics and dynamics the wife and the spirit of him and the flesh of him put it together it will make the mechanics and the dynamics let the fire fall Lord let the fire fall you got a, a minute for a couple more quotes and then I'm done Christ is coming to his body Christ is the Word. We all know the anointing is Christ. That comes on the Word that makes the Word live. That is the anointing. Christ is the anointing. The Spirit that comes upon the Word that quickens the Word to make it live. The Word in your heart Do you believe? Do you believe? Christ, the anointing, comes to the body. Just like the husband and wife are one. Now the church has got to get to the ministry until the church and Christ become one. He can anoint you for every blessing that's in the Bible. Here's the prophecy now all of it is yours
1: <laughs>
0: oh i love it i love it i love it saints of god listening to me now not me but listening to the this quote the church has got to get to the ministry until the church and christ become one he can anoint you for Every blessing that's in the Bible. All. A-L-L. All of it's yours. Can you say all of it's mine? Every promise is mine. Why? Because the church and the word are becoming one. Everything that's promised of this age Is yours. Oh, it's powerful. May we have a greater expectation. Of our great destination. That's laying before us. Musicians, please come. Uncertain sound. Little old Martha come running out there and said, Lord, she titled him that. Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Even now, whatsoever you ask God, God will give it to you. Every promise is yours. Come on, Martha. Come on, let your expectation. Lord, if you just would have been here, I am the resurrection and the life. Big statement, but he proved who he was. The prophet proved who he was. And now we need to vindicate, Brother S- Branham said, "In seat is not there with a shuck. The bride vindicates Malachi 4. Because what he spoke is true. There will be a bride. She will be victorious. She is an invincible army. She will be in that future home. Amen. What are we waiting for? He says, what are we waiting for? We got Israel waiting for us to go. We got a hundred years past. We got the angels holding the winds. We have Malachi four fulfilled. We have revelation 10, 8, The the is taking the book and eating the book. But we have an expectation given of God to us. To put on a body change Let's take God at His word And say to the devil i got to prove I'm one in a million And I've got to show The power of the blood Maybe you can start playing please It's more than now just hearing a nice message it's now taking on the message if the prophet said it I believe it and how he says it heightens or quickens or creates a greater expectation well I gotta prove I'm
1: one in a million
0: Scott. can happen just any moment now, just any time. Just keep lifting up your head for your redemption. Just drawing nigh. God bless you. God strengthen you now. Brother Jonathan, would you pray for us, please?
2: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the word we heard this morning, Lord. We heard from your throne this morning, God. We didn't hear from a man. We didn't hear from Brother Tom, but we heard from you, Lord. And we prayed, Lord, that you would bless Brother Tom and strengthen him, Lord, for outpouring his life for us, Lord Jesus. Strengthen the ministry, Lord. Strengthen the man of God, O oh Jesus. we thankful for the Word, O oh God. How it comes in such a time when we need it, Lord. Spiritual food in due season, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything, Lord. How wonderful it is to be in your house, Lord. We could be in many, many places, Lord, but you chose this predestinated bride, Lord, to be here, oh God, in Cloverdale, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for that. Hallelujah. Be with us now as we depart, Lord, for a time of rest and some, some food, Lord Jesus. As we come back this evening, Lord, we'll be with Brother John as you will use the, the man of God once again, Lord. Speak through him, Lord. Lord, there's many, many needs that were brought before, Lord. We want to remember Brother Peter, oh God. Would you continue to strengthen, Lord, and raise him up for your glory, oh God. Lord, he's not here, but I know he would want to be here, and he would do everything that he could possible to be here. Would you raise him for your glory, Lord Jesus? Drive out the enemy out of his body, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we claim his healing. Be with him now, Lord Jesus, wherever he may be, Lord. May your presence be felt. May you go with us, Lord Jesus. And as we return, may your presence return with us. And we continue in this atmosphere, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Greet one another. God bless you. See you this evening. you are dismissed in Jesus' name.